Hi, welcome to another edition of Fleet Momentum video series produced by Automotive Fleet Magazine. I'm Bob, it's associate publisher, Chris Brown. This series is designed to put a spotlight on key leaders, trends, and product offerings in the fleet management industry. This episode is sponsored by and produced in partnership with Holman. Today, we'll be talking to Gibran Lemkul, who runs the fleet at Schindler Elevator, and Ted Davis, Senior Vice President and Chief Operating Officer at Holman Manufacturing and Distribution. Gibran and I will discuss his fleet's electrification plans, and then Ted and I will talk about how Holman helps fleet clients to electrify commercial vehicles, particularly as it relates to upfitting. Well, let's start with introductions. Gibran, why don't you introduce yourself? Go ahead. Sure thing, Chris. So Gibran Lemko, Head of uh, Indirect Purchasing and Mobility for Schindler in US, uh, managing this large fleet of four, almost 4,000 vehicles. Happy to be part of this session today. Great, thanks. Go ahead, Ted. Hey, Chris, Ted Davis, uh, Senior Vice President of Supply Chain for Holman, as well as Chief Operating Officer of Holman's Manufacturing uh, Division. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Great. Shabran, let's start with you. Tell us about Schindler Elevator, and then tell us about your electrification goals and plans, and where are you in this transition? Perfect, Chris. So Schindler is a, is a, is a Swiss company. Uh, we are celebrating 150 years next year, so big year for us. And as we are celebrating this long history with the elevator and vertical transportation industry, we are very committed to our world, to our planet. And as part of that, last year, we, we formally announced our, our uh, commitment to become net zero by 2040. And as you can imagine, this is a pretty big commitment for a company our size. Uh, we have 6,000 employees in US only. We have almost 4,000 vehicles on the fleet. And of course, once you, once you commit to that, you need to deliver. And that's what we are working at, uh, a lot right now is to make sure that we are ready to deliver uh, by that deadline. And, and there's a different uh, initiatives going on, uh, right-sizing the fleet, uh, using some devices that will help us reducing our CO2. But obviously, electrification is a big, is a big component of that. So uh, we, we, we are very committed to that. We closed 2022 with roughly 100 EVs on fleet. This year, we're probably going to close uh, around 240, so more than double the last year, which shows our commitment. We are pioneers in the, in the, in the, in the elevator industry in terms of uh, electrification. Uh, we are part of SIVA, which is a corporate electric vehicle alliance. So we also talking to other big partners and, and big companies in, in, this, in different uh, business and, and exchanging experience and learning together. So altogether, again, this is a trend that's not going to stop. I think that's the message. We we are just starting, uh, and there's a lot to happen still on this on this EV uh, environment, and we are going after it. We we want to be leaders on that. Well, great. Well, congratulations on that transition, and really more than doubling your EV fleet. That's really exciting. So when you look at your your thought process on your needs, your fleet's needs versus the capabilities of what the EVs in the marketplace offer right now, how do you see that? Yeah, for, for us, Chris, is, uh, first, of, first is always about safety, making sure that our employees, our mechanics in the field, they are driving a safe vehicle. That's basic, right? And once we're after, we, we are beyond that point, now we are talking about uh, the efficiency of the vehicle. And we have mechanics and employees working different business lines, uh, repair, modernization, 
new installations. And in each business line, there's different demands, right? We go from very small vans to very large vans, and we need to deliver those those vehicles. And uh, we need to evolve as the market evolves. Uh, I think the biggest example of the, the situations we find ourselves is right now, the, the small and medium-sized uh, van market kind of had a pretty big change with Mercedes Metris going out of the market, Ramper Master City going out of the market, uh, Ford, Ford, uh, Ford Transit Connect also being discontinued. And, if, and you, you need to, re- to, to find a way to get through the situation, keep your business running. And, and that's what they're trying to do, really. And, and I think it's a little bit of the perfect storm when you have a situation like that. And suddenly there is a company like Canoe that shows up with a very unique vehicle, a head-turning vehicle for sure in terms of design but uh, very dedicated to, to the cause. And they came to us, they listened to our needs, they dissected one of our vehicles, trying to understand our our needs on the vehicle. And and uh, honestly, the offer is pretty compatible to check a lot of our boxes in terms of what we need for, for, for this kind of segment. Uh, so we're, we're very excited about this partnership with them. Um, we should be getting our first 50 vehicles before end of the year. And we are very excited about how that's going to go, but uh, definitely definitely a, a, a very interesting moment for Schindler uh, on the on the EV journey we are going, for, going through. Yeah, that really is exciting, this first 50 units. Yeah, that's great. Um, so let's just talk about the FMC partnership equally as important, right, in the electrification transition. How is Holman specifically helping to shape your upfit strategy as it relates to EVs? Yeah, you know, it's easy to talk about home and they are a long-standing partner for Schindler, uh, our fleet management company for a while, and they know us. I think that's the, that's the very po- first point it's important to highlight. They know Schindler, they know our vehicles, they know what we need, they know uh, the pain points our, our drivers have. And, and that kind of understanding, both, both from the business side, but from the technical standpoint, uh, are really crucial to make sure that we are going to have the right product in the, in the, in the, in the role. Uh, in this in this transition, right, and uh, having the right upfit in the vehicle, challenging the status quo in terms of uh, the upfit we have. Is this is this really what you need? Are you are you spending getting the best bang for the buck on that kind of application? And, and that relationship we have is very open to the point that they can come and and really suggest and, and challenge us and, and share expertise and share experiences. And, and we learn with each other. It's it's a real partnership and. Uh, Again, it's not going to be any different during the ZV uh, go live. Okay, uh, Ted, let's flip it to you. Um, how is Holman helping fleet clients fit these new EV models into their present duty cycles? Yeah, thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. And I think Jabron brought up a great point, right? It's, it starts with partnership and transparency, um, but it also it starts with data, right? So, you know, unlike year-over-year data that we would typically use to look at duty cycle analysis, uh, on a nice side, we, we don't have year-over-year comparisons with EVs because it's a new journey. So what we can do is we can take a, a look at a larger set of data from a client operating standpoint to start to make some needed assumptions about where EVs fit into the fleet. Um, you know, we consider a, a ton of information, but a, a couple of key things that we look at is really, you know, what is the operating range that the vehicle needs to operate in a standard duty cycle? Uh, what is the payload it needs to carry? What are the conditions it's going to operate in? So think about geography, weather, topography, and then ultimately, how is it going to live at night? So is it going to domicile at at a base location where it can come back and charge on a regular basis? Or is it going to go home with the driver? And what sort of solutions do we need to provide for for repetitive charging either at the home or as they like to call in the wild with EV charging, right? Somewhere out uh, amidst the roads. 
Um, so we take all that information and, and you know, from that information, we can really start to make recommendations about the appropriate insertion points of where EV vehicles make sense when you compare it to the needs of the fleet and ultimately the needs of the operator to do their job. You know, when we talk about upfitting an EV, particularly, I mean, obviously a commercial EV, this is a little bit different than your typical ICE unit. What are some of those special considerations that fleets need to manage? Yeah, you know, I, I think it really starts with understanding what the operator's needs are from the vehicle, right? And how, when you're working with a new EV product, can you provide the needed functionality for them? without reducing the effectiveness of the EV, right? So you talk about this carbon neutral requirement, the effectiveness of electrification. If you if you suck out all the, the life of the EV to run ancillary tools or products, you kind of you kind of take away from, from its value. So we look at a couple of things. The first is weight management of the upfit, right? So EV batteries themselves take up a significant amount of available overall GEW. So with new EV upfits, you know, there's a greater lens on component weight and component structure. And this helps um, helps with range, but also ensures compliance around you know, federal regulations, state regulations with weight. Um, in addition to weight, we also look at fuel powered accessories. So with ICE vehicles, we can tap into the ICE engine, into the fuel tank to run things like generators and compressors, uh, even inverters. So now we have to take a completely different look at that. And how do we power those bolt-on accessories? We could tap into the EV itself based on the needs of the uh, of the range, but oftentimes what we're doing is we're making uh, alternative recommendations for supplemental power sources that we can add to the vehicle that support those accessory components and don't you know, take away from things like range. And then I think lastly, it's really about <laughs> as simple as where to drill, where not to drill, and how do new mounting options play into getting EV upfit in the vehicle without damaging the critical component. Yeah, really good point. And Ted, I'm going to stay with you for this last question here. It's kind of a, a more of a broader question on, you know, the, the shape and size of, of these e new EVs. They continue to evolve. Um, and, you know, you look at this canoe EV van in particular. Um, how is home and helping customers really adjust to these new models? And I mean, how do you adjust Holman's product offerings in this new world of EVs? Yeah, you know, I, I think we're we're uniquely positioned with that for that, Chris, because you know, Holman's not just a fleet management company, but within our portfolio, where we have fleet management services, we also do upfit, and then we also own upstream manufacturing. So we have a large staff of engineer engineers within our business, right? And having them on our team gives us the opportunity to collaborate with OEMs on a regular basis. It also gives us insight early to new products that are being developed, like Canoe or just uh, different things like 3D modeling, wiring diagrams, overall vehicle documents from a design perspective. And when we when we have that ability to, to get early visibility, we can then start to modify our, our current components or develop new futuristic components that fit into unique spaces like the canoe vehicle itself. And you know, I, I would end with one thing that Gibran opened up with, and that is really, this is a tri-party partnership, right? It's all new for all of us. So when you have a great partner like Schindler, you have a good relationship with the OEMs, and then you have Holman, when the three of us put our heads together, we can really take what started out as new ideas and turn them into a functional reality that can go out to work and complete a job, right? So I, 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 you know, I just thought it was important to end with, it, this is all based on a partnership. Sure, really good points. Well, okay, let's end with that. 
Gibran, Ted, thanks for joining us on this edition of Fleet Momentum video series. Thank you, Chris. Yes, it was a pleasure.